It's official, girl. They're back. After popular demand, my birth chart readings are officially here, and I'm so excited to be offering it to those of you who have been seeking to find your purpose and learn the specifics on how you manifest so it feels easy and effortless. So let's talk a little bit about what birth chart readings are. They are essentially a tool that I use to look at the sky at the time of your birth to find out your personal astrology. Inside, we can look at your life purposes, which you have more than one, and we can also see the challenges that you have faced in your life and find out your amazing spiritual gifts that are unique to you and available at your disposal so you can create the reality you want. This tool will allow you to find meaning in the things that have felt so painful and also show you how you can transform even the most confusing and stressful moments of your life into your power and purpose. So if you're listening right now and you're wondering if I can help you uncover your life purpose and help you find out how powerful you really are, go ahead and book a 75-minute session with me. Check out the link in the description to book your call. Welcome back, manifestors, and welcome to Manifest Your Dreams. I'm your host, Lexi Wilson, a speaker and manifestation teacher who loves to help women learn practical ways to turn their dreams into plans. If you feel called to change your life and create the outcomes that you want, then this is the show for you. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. I am really excited about today's topic because we are talking about a category of or a quality of life, a quality of a person uh, that many people tend to have like, they don't like it, but I have always loved it. And it is called responsibility. <laughs> now, this might be because I am a Capricorn and I have a lot of planets in Capricorn and so and Capricorn rules over responsibility so it's very possible that that is why I have always been that way even when I was a child I loved having chores and being responsible for my uh, for my sibling and my cousins and all of the things I love being responsible and being known for it. <laughs> But I will say that as I've gotten older and have met different people, I have learned that many people do not like the word responsibility and they think that it is a burden and negative and all of that. So I want to talk about what it really means to take responsibility of your life. And in particular, we're going to talk about radical responsibility because the people that have known me for a long time, for years, and have seen the the various evolutions of who I am, uh, being the child who was raised in a domestic violence situation when I was a kid and dealing with that and how that created all these behavioral issues to being the, the kid in college who had a lot of behavioral issues there as well uh, and expressed a lot of that and then had issues in my 20s and then left the cult that I was a part of that I grew up in uh, and then now 
now have become this like super spiritual woo, loving all the crystals, all of that stuff. For the people who have seen every uh, facet of my life, they will often tell me, I'm so impressed by how much you've changed, but how did you, how did you do it? How did you become more positive? How did you handle your anger? Have you forgiven the people in your life? Like what did you do that changed everything in your life so differently? And for the longest time, I didn't know how to answer that question because I didn't actually know what changed me (laughs) other than the fact that I was always in the pursuit of, I guess, trying to validate my experiences and recognize that I wasn't crazy, but in, in me trying to validate that I wasn't crazy, I also learned to heal and I learned new coping skills. And I also saw a lot of the adults in my family and in life, did a lot of them did not have self-control and I did not have self-control either. So I, and because I didn't have self-control, I often found myself in trouble at school with friends and things like that. So I knew that whatever I had in my arsenal of tools was not going to be effective in life. So I needed to find a new way to cope with things. And when I was thinking about that uh, recently, because a a friend of mine had asked me this question, how did you change your life? Where should I start? And I, I started writing out all these things because I still wasn't quite sure what did I do that made this result the way that it is. And then something really hit me that a big part of how I changed was I took responsibility for my thoughts, for my life, for my outcome, and for my dreams. Everything has to start with that because if you never if you never recognize the role that you're playing in your life right now, and you don't take radical responsibility, radical acceptance, and raw honesty of who you are, flaws and all, you'll end up repeating the same problems over and over and over and over again. Even if people are telling you like, hey girl, you need to work on this, and hey girl, you need to work on that. If you don't get to a place where you recognize that it is only you that can really do this work, you'll continue to wait for someone else to rescue you and change your life. So when we're talking about radical responsibility, what we're saying is it's learning to recognize your role in how things look in your life. It does not negate the fact that other people play an impact in your life. Because you're not just one person walking around on this planet alone. You have other individuals, you have nature, you have society, you have all these things that are contributing to who you are, how you understand things, and how you express yourself. Or even if you're allowed to express yourself, because depending on where you live, depending on if you're in a cult, depending on you know what country you're in, depending on your gender and your race and the time that you're even born in will all greatly change how what level of responsibility you can take for yourself and how much you are being impacted by all of that but at each of those uh places there are points where you have to take responsibility for what you can control in your 
in yourself. That might be only like, maybe you can only control your thoughts because you can't control the circumstance. Maybe you can't change that. Maybe that is that you can't change the circumstance. Then you do what you can to change it. So that's what we're talking about when we're saying taking responsibility for yourself. And when we're talking about radical responsibility, we're saying take it a step further to really identify where are the areas that you can truly make a change when necessary, including the parts of yourself that don't feel so good? So we'll talk about that more in depth in a bit. But before we do, I want to first address why this is important and so necessary with any form of healing. I have a course that's going to be coming out soon that I'm so excited about. I, I just, I cannot wait for it. I'm so excited. And we are going to be talking about manifesting Manifesting, but we're also going to be diving really deep into the thought patterns behind how we create our reality. Because the truth of the matter is, is if you've ever heard of that expression, rose-colored glasses, right, where we're saying that this person has this almost like highly optimistic, maybe even delusional um, perspective of life. And although there are times when that is necessary, if you are not uh, taking those glasses off sometimes and looking at the raw truth of what's in front of you, then you run the risk of living a life where you're never dealing with the reality of what's in front of you, right? And so how can you really create change if you're not honest about what's, what's right there? So Why we have to take responsibility for ourselves is because healing is a self-paced journey. No one can force you or drag you into it. Others can certainly inspire you and they can show you the way. That's hopefully what I'm doing here on this podcast. But I can't make you do the work, right? You know that phrase, uh, you can can walk a horse. Okay, hold on. Hold on, (laughs) y'all. struggling. You can take a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. I think that's the saying. That's facts. That's on period. (laughs) You cannot make the horse drink the water. Even if you dunk its head in, it doesn't mean that it's going to drink it. So at the end of the day, if you want to actually experience change, it's up to you to do the work in your heart to actually work on what you think, what you, how you describe things to yourself, the meanings behind, thing, behind things, that is important for your ability to cause, to create change. So that's why it's important for us to recognize that in order for us to create lasting change, we have to be willing to do the healing work. No one can do it for us, not our parents, not our uh, partners, no one. We'll just sabotage them, not, not necessarily purposely, but we'll sabotage them just because it feels unsafe if we don't actually recognize that it is on us to do the healing work. So how do we take radical responsibility? Number one, first, we have to identify what's wrong with our life. So What I mean by that is identify what is upsetting you. What is hurting you? What do you wish was different? I know that 
a lot of us spend our times complaining about everything that's going on right now. There's inflation, there's gas, there's groceries going up, there's rent is too damn high, you know? <laughs> you know, I can't remember the name of the guy that uh, made that, you know, thing. But, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. And girl, I feel you. I'm right there with you. But the instead of using that as like, okay, well, I'm just going to complain about how crazy everything is. The question that I want to ask you is what can you do about those things that you feel are so wrong in your life? So can you change your job? Can you ask for a raise? Can you uh, get another job? Can you you know, get a roommate. I have no idea. But the point is, is that you want to identify what are these things that are wrong with the goal of seeking out a solution, not to simply complain. So this might be the part that seems the easiest because again, it's really easy for anybody to complain. We can all find what's wrong with our life. But it's important that the mind frame that you're in is not one of just listing out like, yeah, my life sucks because of this and my life sucks because of that and all those other things. Uh, you want to turn it into something where it's like, okay, I am taking my power back. I know that I can change how I see this. Now, if if you can't immediately change it, that's where that quote comes in of if you can't change your, if you can change your, I don't remember, you guys, why am I butchering every single quote today? I have no idea. But if you can't change your circumstances, change how you think about it, right? So I know for myself, the other day I went to go get gas and girl, hurt my heart, hurt my heart. <laughs> I used to be able to pay $25 to fill up my tank. And now I am at like 75 and I'm like, how did this happen, right? And so it triggered a litany of complaints in my head. But then I thought, you know what? Okay, I can't change this circumstance for now. This is just what it is. However, what can I focus on so this gives me my power back? And one way that I'm going to feel more powerful in this situation is being grateful that I have the ability to do this because there are plenty of people. And I know that I would have been right there if this caught me years ago, where there were times where I did not have any gas in my car. And so I'd have to figure out how to walk someplace, how to get on the bus, uh, whatever things that I had to do to get to work, I did what I needed to do. Um, but I, I, the fact that in this present moment, it hurts me, but I can still kind of re, you know, move things around, shift things around in order for me to get this gas in my car. I want to focus on how far I've come rather than focusing on how unfair this situation is. That is one way that I'm, I am admitting that there's something wrong that I'm not feeling good about in my life, but I'm able to take my power back because I'm shifting my purpose since I can't change the circumstance. Now, let's say if I could change the circumstance, if I was like, you know what, I'm really not liking inflation, things are getting tough, maybe I need to consider moving out of the country. Those, if you have the, the ability to make that happen, which again, that would be somebody changing their circumstances, then you can change your circumstances. It doesn't mean that it's not hard, of course. And it doesn't mean that it's not unfair. It might be, but 
If you put yourself in a position of recognizing that in every circumstance, I am able to find how I win, I am able to find how I can make this work for me, then nothing will defeat you. It's when you find yourself always looking at what's wrong in your life and then staying in the energy of complaining and not making any changes, changes to how you think about it or change of the situation that causes you to feel powerless. And then you developed a pattern of learned helplessness, which is not a good thing because it puts you in a space where you're always looking for someone else to rescue you. Number two, you have to be willing to be wrong. Now, this is important because you are not God or goddess or whoever you believe in. You will have times when you just got it wrong. We have all been raised by human beings and human beings as well as they might, well-meaning as they might try to be, we all make mistakes. And because of that, it causes us to develop habits that are not for our highest good or for the highest good of others. And if we don't take a look at how those habits are causing us to have issues in our life, in our jobs, in our relationships. And if we don't take responsibility for the fact that we are actually maybe wrong in how we say things or wrong in what we believe, then it makes it really hard for change to begin. Because in order for change to start, you first have to identify the the need for change, which is what is wrong in my life. But again, you're looking at it from a place of power, not just to complain about it. And you have to be willing to recognize that sometimes the way that I think about something, the way that I believe about something might actually be wrong. It might be contributing, even though I'm well-meaning, it might be contributing to the pain that I'm currently facing. So how can you identify where are the areas that maybe the belief that you have are actually causing the limits that you feel in your life? Do you find yourself being very negative about your ability to do things you've never seen done before? So maybe, for example, you want to start a business and you're thinking to yourself, I want to make $5,000 a month, but you've never known someone to make $5,000 a month doing what you do in the way that you do it. And because of that fear, that belief that you've never seen it done before, maybe it's contributing to the, the or no, because of that thought that you've never seen it done before, it might be contributing to the belief that it's not really possible or it's not even easy. But the reality is, is that's not actually true. It can be easy. It can be very effortless. You have to be willing to be wrong in order to even identify that there's a possibility that something can change. Number three, You have to prioritize your healing. This means identifying your triggers, what gets you going, and you have to be willing to get therapy, coaching, and support where needed. Listen, we're all doing our best here, or at least that's what I believe, that we're trying our best. And we've all been, you know, a little damaged, okay? (laughs) We've all had some sort of trauma from something. Even if you had the best childhood, you probably have had some things that have caused you to just feel a little bit scared of life, or you're just going through what we're going through right now in the entire world where we're all just dealing with a lot of prolonged stress. 
So in order for us to create change, we have to be willing to make sure that healing is at the forefront of what we do because change cannot happen if you're not willing to let go of the things that are not working for you. If you're not willing to let go of those parts of your habits and your thoughts that are wrong, or maybe they were right at some time, but they're not right for you now. And now it's time for you to begin the process of shedding those layers, peeling back the onion so you can actually heal and move forward. If you recognize that you have an anger problem and you get a little crazy when you're offended, that's okay because maybe at some point that was what you needed in order to keep yourself safe. So you don't have to judge yourself for what you've said in the past or what you've done in the past. Of course, apologize and take responsibility for any errors that you might have made. You can even express, this is why I do this. This is how I reacted and I know that there are better ways to do this and I'm working on that. Of course you can do that and you don't have to be hard on yourself for doing the best that you knew how to do at that time. However, if you know that it's no longer working for you and that that same anger problem is now driving a wedge between everything you want in life, maybe you're unable to keep a job because you lose your temper with your coworkers, maybe you're unable to unable to maintain healthy relationships with family members because you lose it and then completely disconnect or block them or talk bad about them behind their back. If you're recognizing that this is now starting to get in the way of who I, what I want and who I want to be, then it's time to prioritize healing that part of you that still struggles with so much resent, resentment and anger. And listen, I say this as someone who fully gets it. That example is moi. (laughs) So I am not judging you at all. What started me on this journey was the fact that I was so angry. I was so upset and I felt like things were so unfair in life, but that was starting to hold me back. It prevented me from getting jobs that I wanted or getting promotions that I wanted. It prevented me from having friendships that I really wanted to dive even deeper into. And my relationships did not look the way that I imagined them in my head. And although I can look through every one of those circumstances and say, well, yeah, but this person did that to me. And this person said this, and I might be right about those things, but I can't control what they said or did or did not do. However, I can take radical responsibility for what I contributed to those things. And many times the part that I contributed is irrational anger. (laughs) And so I can do some work and on healing that. And by identifying that, hey, this tends to get me angry when people talk over me or when people say that I can't do something or when people uh, emotionally manipulate me and tell me lies or talk about me, whatever the case is. Why does that get to me? How can I identify when I'm feeling that energy of, wait, is this person trying to manipulate me? And then what can I do to bring my temper back down so I can remain in control of myself and not destroy this relationship that really matters to me just because I have not identified the trigger, right? So I have learned how to do that. And I suggest therapy and coaching 
simply because it is challenging trying to figure this out out on your own. I was in therapy for years. And anytime I notice that other things are starting to come up, I immediately go back to therapy. And I'll always be someone who is constantly either in therapy or going back to therapy simply because it is such a powerful healing space for you to be challenged on what's not actually working in your life and in your perception and how you're getting in your own way so you can get what you want. So many people are afraid of therapy. They think it's, you know, a bunch of crap or whatever it is, but I'm telling you, therapy can change your life. And I know that a huge part of why I'm here is because I'm meant to evolve and to learn these different people that I am within myself. And I can only do that by working through these healing issues, the things that I need to heal within. And I do that through therapy. Coaching I love because it doesn't necessarily dive deep into my childhood wounds or uh, stuff like that, but it gives me a sense of direction. Usually I hire a coach who has already mastered something that I want to master, and then I get support from them by learning how did they do it, and then I can move forward. That is how I've created a lot of change in my life. I didn't know how to build a business online. I had no idea how to actually use social media to find strangers. It might be easy to do it with friends, but with strangers and somehow build a level of trust where they feel like I'm a safe person to invest in their healing with, how do I do that? I had to hire a coach. I had to have somebody show me, one, that it was possible, that it was realistic, and two, give me the support and the steps to make it happen. And for some of the coaches that I hired, they didn't have the specific steps, but what they did do is they asked me the right questions that allowed me to expand my mind into the possibility of of something different, something new, that maybe this will work or that will work. And it allowed me to create a sustainable online business. Okay, I am just running through this and I can tell that I'm channeling because I haven't stopped talking once. (laughs) So I hope you guys are keeping up. Okay, so number four, we must prioritize learning. You have to know that you are a student. You will never get to a place in your life where you will know everything. You just will never get there. Everything around you is teaching you something. And I see too many adults make this mistake with children where they assume I am your parent, I am your aunt, I am your uncle, and you need to listen to me because I know better. And they act as if there's nothing that the child or the younger person or the younger sibling has to offer to them. Here's the reality. We are all, this is my belief anyway, we are all pieces of the universe trying to experience what it means to be a human being, okay? We are souls just walking around (laughs) trying to feel something. (laughs) And so even the little babies that you meet, they will often say things that you have never thought of because they have a, a totally different worldview. They might not be as jaded. They might not be as programmed as many of us are, or they simply might just literally have a different way of thinking and being because this is an individual different soul than you. 
Same is true when we're talking about people who have beliefs that we do not automatically resonate with. There are a lot of people that I do not agree with whatsoever, but as long as they're respectful, I am open to having conversations with people because I don't assume that I know everything and I don't assume that I'm right about everything. I speak with conviction because I do believe what I'm saying (laughs) and I'm just also I'm just passionate but I don't believe that I'm always right I know that I'm always open to learning I'm always willing to be wrong I don't always feel good about it and you know sometimes my pride gets the best of me I'm a Leo moon after all so sometimes I don't want to be wrong but I do recognize that as a human being who is always in a state of learning who is never going to be the ultimate all-knowing, you know, whatever, I can't expect that there's not going to be something for me to learn from every person that I meet, whether they are six months old or 99 plus years old. Okay. So learn. And I want to also add this. You live in a time where it's never been easier to gain knowledge. I mean, you think back to the Grecians, the Egyptians, and how hard it was for them to get massive amounts of information to understand the world and spirituality and people all around us. Can you imagine? They didn't have the internet, okay? They were struggling. And thank goodness that they took it upon themselves to try to understand what the world is, why we're here, what is our purpose, who even made us. Thank goodness they did that because it led us into the evolution of who we are today. Now it is as easy as just getting on your phone, not even your computer. You can just get right on your phone and find out so many things about the world, which is phenomenal. I love the fact that we get to find out anything we want, that I can I can put myself in any place just by going to YouTube and typing in, you know, walking in Greece. And all of a sudden, I can visualize actually walking on cobblestone streets and living my best life, you know, sipping on a margarita in Greece, okay? That is a beautiful thing. And I know that a lot of times we're focused on how damaging social media is, how damaging the internet can be, all the things, and that's true. But you can also put on those rose-colored glasses and change your perspective. You have, have all this access to knowledge and locations and all this stuff. I'm like choking, <clears throat> and all this stuff in a way that no other previous generation has had. Use this now. Think about how difficult it was for our parents to try to create a world that was safer for us, to to create a world that, that we could have more privileges than they might have had. And even if you didn't have the safest of situations, I'm telling you that you have had people somewhere in your life, whether it was society, neighbors, churches, family, friends, where they might have had a really difficult time trying to figure out how do we do this in a way that's safe and healthy and right. And for you and I, if we are struggling with something and we're like, how do we find out the disciplinary tactics to use, the, the impact of this versus that? Again, all we have to do is get on the internet and it is right there. We don't even have to go anywhere. We don't have to go to the library or anything. So take advantage of learning and recognize you are a a perpetual student of life. Number five, you have to be willing to take action. Listen here. 
There's a lot of people who love to read and study and watch and learn all about healing. But then when it comes to actually taking action, to actually leaving the parent's house, to actually deciding to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself, to actually recognizing I need to say sorry because I didn't do this right, I didn't say the right thing, they won't do it. If you are not willing to take action and practice the tools of taking radical responsibility, then you ultimately will not receive the benefits of radical responsibility, which includes creating the reality that you want. In order for you to to massively manifest, you first have to be willing to recognize that it is on me to take the necessary action. I cannot expect someone else to rescue me from my situation. It sounds good. It feels good. But the truth is no one can take you to the water and make you drink it. I know it hurts sometimes because sometimes we do want our mom, our dad, our siblings, our spouses, our kids to take it the take on the mantle and do what you perceive to be the right thing so you don't have to do it. But guess what? If that is not allowing you to create the reality that you desire, then you're either going to have to change your perspective or you're going to have to change the situation, which means taking action. Too many people come to me and they want to work with me and they're like, help me change my life. And one of the first things that I recognize, and I call it like I see it, and I'm like, you're not ready to take to make change. You're not ready. Because after I ask a certain amount of questions, I realize that a huge part of where they're at in this time is in a place where they want to blame everyone else. They're blaming their in-laws. They're blaming their children. They're blaming the church that they came from. And although you might be absolutely right that these people treated you unfairly, that this wasn't right, that you totally deserved better. But if you are always in that state of waiting for them to do once again, what you perceive to be the right thing, then you will always be powerless to whatever actions they do or do not take. In order for you to feel happier, to move on, to get what you want, to create your dream life, you have to start to recognize your role in your ability to take action. Where can you take action? So for example, when I recognized when I was inside of my church that I was really having a problem with my church's stance on uh, gay people. I am bisexual and I've always known that I'm bisexual. So it has always been incredibly uncomfortable to recognize like this church (laughs) hates me. (laughs) And if I stay, I am going to be pushed to have to perpetuate this belief that I don't believe. This church is believing that it's a lifestyle choice or that it's a choice at all. And me personally, I don't remember any time I ever chose to be attracted to the same sex. Uh, But I also know that when I've spoken to my friends who are straight, where I'm like, do you remember when you chose to be opposite to the, I mean, to be attracted to the opposite sex? I've never met a person that was like, you know what? I do. I remember it was a Tuesday and it was a crisp fall morning. (laughs) No one remembers it because I don't believe that you do choose it, right? I came to a point after watching 
so many of my friends be excommunicated from the church, judged by other people. When I saw that, I realized I have a choice here. I can either choose to stay in this cult that I am now third generation in. My grandma was in it. My mom was in it. Most of my family is in it. And now here I am. I can choose to stay here and then live in the closet for the rest of my life and have to perpetuate judging something that I actually am, which would put me in a hypocritical space, or I can risk it all, (laughs) lose everything, including my sense of eternal, eternal life, and try to find peace. And although that was literally one of the hardest decisions that I have ever had to make, I don't want to like I'm making light of it now, but it was not an easy decision at all because I did lose everything. I really, truly did at the same time by me recognizing that I had a choice and that I can take action here to leave, even though it was going to cost me everything I put myself in a position position where I could manifest where I am right now talking to you. I had to take that action. Is my is the cult that I uh, was raised in are they right? Absolutely not. Was it my fault that I was born into this? Absolutely not. Is it my fault that I was raised to believe certain things? Absolutely not. But where I can take action is when I'm at a certain age and I'm paying my bills and I'm doing my own thing. I have freedom of choice now to be able to actually decide that I am not going to come back to this place next week. So where can you start taking action on those things that you're going, you know what? I hate living at home. It's a struggle. My parents don't believe in me. They hold me back. They put me down. They're emotionally abusive. They're physically abusive. Where can you say, okay, this isn't my fault, but I can move out. I can rent a room from a friend uh, that I met at school. I can, you know, uh, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm thinking off the cuff here. But the point is, is that where can you begin to take action? And maybe that action can't be that drastic. I didn't immediately leave the minute I recognized that everything was crazy inside of the cult. Uh, It took years because it was hard. But where I could take action was, one, I started showing up a lot less. I wasn't going to every Wednesday night thing, every week of prayer, every we met on Sabbath on Saturdays. Uh, So I wasn't there every Friday night Vespers and Saturday morning church. I wasn't doing it. Um, Second was I started to find out more information about people who were like me. There there were all of these shows and not shows, um, documentaries that some people were doing. And so I started to watch those documentaries and it opened me up to a different way of looking at things. But you see how I was I was taking action by learning, by prioritizing where am I actually wrong when it comes to this sort of thing, right? That was all I could do at that time because I wasn't in a space of total confidence where I could really leave and not feel an immense amount of guilt and shame. So sometimes the action is considered quote unquote small, but in the moment it's not going to feel small at all. To me, making those decisions to not show up every single Saturday and not go to Wednesday night prayer meetings or not volunteer for like the children's programs and things like that, when that was what I was known for doing, that was really big to me at the time. But the point is, is that was the actions that I could take responsibility for because I knew that I was already starting to question and I just needed space to question. 
again. I didn't know if I was never going to come back, but I did know that I was starting to question and I needed space to learn something different and time to disassociate myself. So eventually those actions led to the even bigger action of ultimately leaving, which then allowed me to create the reality that I'm in right now. Number six, we have to be willing to adopt new habits. Listen, if what you're doing right now is working, great. But if it's not leading to your happiness or sense of personal freedom, then you have to be willing to recognize that what you're doing right now isn't working. If you're telling me that you want to manifest a healthy, health, a healthier body, but you're still not treating, uh, not treating the issues that you're having, like maybe you're not sleeping, maybe you're struggling with your mental health. Maybe you're having a hard time with your thoughts. Maybe you're having uh, uh, whatever the case is. You're struggling with the sugar addiction. And instead of going to the doctor, getting a therapist, getting a coach, or just reading a book, maybe you can't have access to all those things because, listen, we've all been there, right? But if you're not taking those kind of steps to changing the habits that you have, you can't expect to manifest change. The habits that you have right now are telling you what you're manifesting. If you are staying up till 3 a.m. on TikTok every day, but you want to manifest well-rested, a well-rested mind and a lot of energy, sis, how are you going to do that when your habits are telling you that you're manifesting a lack of sleep? and exhaustion, and now that's going to affect your mood, and now you're this and you're that, right? In order to manifest what you want, you do have to start looking at the physical actions that you are taking or not taking and how they're contributing to the outcome that you have right now. Be willing to adopt new habits. This is why all the way at point number two, I made a point to say you have to be willing to be wrong because until you recognize that you might be wrong, you might justify those same habits that are causing you to create the outcome that you're in right now. In order for you to adopt new ones, you first have to be willing to recognize where am I doing this wrong? Where am what I'm, where, if I'm staying up until three o'clock in the morning and I'm wanting to manifest more energy, I have to recognize that me staying up till three o'clock in the morning is a habit that is wrong. It is preventing me from getting the result that I want. And therefore, I'm not going to do that. Maybe when I was in my 20s and show sure enough, I could, I could stay up till 3 a.m. And it was fine and it was great. But your girl is now 36. She cannot do that. She needs to be in bed by 930. Okay. <laughs> no shame in that. But I had to recognize my habits have to change because I'm not 26. I'm 36. And so in order for me to get what I want, which is more energy, the ability to channel at a whim and have all this, uh, this connection, I need to take care of myself. I need to eat better. I need to do all the things. And that's also, like I said, why earlier I said you have to prioritize your healing, get therapy, get coaching, because sometimes even though you mean really, really, really well, if you struggle to hold yourself accountable, it's okay to recognize you just need somebody to help you out. So go for it. Make it happen. Number seven, we have to receive wisdom from those that we admire and trust. Now, Notice that I put this all the way at the end. People will always have advice for you. They will always tell you, you shouldn't do this or you should do that. But you have to practice discernment. Who are you actually listening to? Because just because your mama 
it loves you does not mean that her advice is the best advice. If she has lived a life where she is unhappy with her relationships, her choices, blah, 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 and then this same person is giving you all this advice, but they're not living a life that you actually desire, and no judgment, right? Because we're all doing our own thing, right? So this isn't about whether or not people are right or wrong, but you might not want the same things. Maybe your mom has never really had um, a healthy relationship because she doesn't really care to have a healthy relationship. She doesn't prioritize it. But for you, you really want a healthy relationship. Then even though your mother means very well, if she doesn't prioritize figuring out healthy relationships and you do, and you keep asking this person for advice, you're going to find yourself repeating the same things that she's done. Why? Because you're asking someone for advice on something that they do not know how to actually help you with. So it's so important that you listen to the people that have the wisdom that are living the life that you want or have achieved things that are similar to yours. If you don't have anybody in your life that has successfully created an online business and you're thinking, well, then who do I ask? That's okay that you don't know specifics on like, they didn't create that same thing. But maybe you have friends that created their own business that wasn't online. Or maybe you have friends that did something the first time in their generation. They're the first generation of this. Maybe by connecting to them and asking them, how did you go get over those negative thoughts? How did you get over that low self-confidence? How did you deal with the fear or the judgment that other people had towards you? By asking them those questions and receiving the wisdom and accepting it from them, it gives you space to begin to create new habits in your own life. But if you don't ask people that you really admire their choices, they are living a life where you recognize, wow, they're happy, they're creating something, I want to do something similar, or I just want to have that feeling of freedom, of personal responsibility, of luxury. I'm going to go and ask them for help. Then go and do that. But choose the people that you admire and trust. Choose the people that you see living out the things that you want for yourself too, whether it's the specifics or simply the feeling of having it. Now, what I'll also add to this is this is why coaching is amazing. This is why I create my courses. When I was growing up, I did not have a lot of examples of people living the dream that they wanted. I had a lot of people trying to simply survive because there were so many things that caused them to struggle with their mindset, to struggle with their mental health, to struggle with their relationships, to struggle with their emotions. And so they could not show me, even if they meant well, they could not show me the, the healthy side of those things. And that caused me to create a lot of habits that I had to unlearn. I had to be willing to be wrong and recognize that, hey, this shit is getting me nowhere. (laughs) And so I need to take responsibility and start making some changes here and taking action and getting therapy and prioritize my healing and learning and all of that stuff, right? But there was also spaces where I recognized that Nobody was going to be able to give me specifics unless I hired a coach, unless I hired someone who was able to do exactly the same things that I did. This is vital for your growth. I'm not saying that you can never manifest what you want without someone guiding you because that's simply not true. However, 
It always happens faster when you work with someone who's already done the dirty work. They help you to avoid the the landmines that are in the way. They help you to avoid the poor choices and the mistakes that, that cause you losing years of your life. This is why you want to listen to these people. Again, it's the people that you admire, the people that you trust, the people that are living the life that you either desire or they're living the feelings that you want. Not just people who, you know, what might sound good, but they're not living the life or people who even just love you, but they're not living in their happiness. If they're not in that space and you desire happiness, don't listen to somebody who is freaking miserable. Even if they're successful, you know how many rich people I've met that are super depressed. I have met so many. When I was growing up, a lot of my friends came from pretty wealthy homes. And so many people, so many parents were miserable. Their marriages were unhappy. They were unhappy. They had all of this money. And what I perceived to be like, wow, if I had this, I would not be unhappy. But that's not always the case. It really isn't because happiness doesn't come from those material things. So you may ask them for advice, but if you're asking someone who has found a way to create maybe financial success or material wealth, but inside they're unhappy, you are listening to the wrong person. That should not be somebody that you admire. So that's where it is important for you to recognize, like I have got to make sure that I'm asking for wisdom from the people who are embodying the feelings and or the results that I desire. And if that means that I have to hire a coach or get a course or buy a book, then I am going to do it. This is why I offer my services. I don't just offer them because it's my business. Of course I offer my services because it's my business, but I don't just do it for that. I do it because it was what I needed. I needed courses. I needed coaching. And when I couldn't afford coaching, I did need the lower ticket courses and the self-paced stuff and the books. That's how I got here. I wasn't always in a space where I could just freely say, let me hire a coach. I wasn't in that space. So now I can look back and take the things that I've learned and now teach that to the people who need me. I can give them wisdom in a way that only I can give it because I came from the same place. And so as a result of being this person who understands what it's like to feel like you have a lack of emotional support, to feel isolated and alone, to have left a commercial cult inside of an MLM and a religious cult, to have dealt with abuse and violence against your body and your mind from childhood and up, to have to deal with all of that stuff on your own and then figure out how to create financial independence so you can follow your dreams. There are only a certain group of people who can who have been through all of that who can speak to that right? That's why it's important for me to take what I've learned along this journey of life and then combine it into something like a course, like a podcast. So for those of you who really relate to me, you can use this as fuel to empower yourself to make your big dreams happen. Lastly, number eight, we have to admit in our part in how things turned out. Listen to me, okay? This is the last part. You have to admit that you play a role in a lot of the things that are going on in your life. Again, you are not at fault for, for, you know, if somebody has victimized you, hurt you, taken advantage of you, manipulated you, lied, um, physically assaulted you, things like that. So do not misunderstand what I'm saying. 
But what I am saying is there are many times in our lives where we have done something that has contributed to where we currently are. And we have to be willing to admit that our part in that is why we're now in this space. Again, this doesn't apply to everything, okay? I gotta make sure I give that warning because I know some people are gonna be like, no. And here's what I see. For those who are not willing to accept that, they immediately hear victim blaming. And that's okay. That's okay. Because if that's where you're at, then that's just where you're at right now. And I hope that at some point along the evolution of your own healing, you'll arrive at a place where you understand what I'm actually saying. But that is definitely not my intention at all. What I am saying is, for example, if you are having issues inside of your relationship with your parents, okay, I understand this completely because girl, (laughs) okay, I can blame my parents all day long and I can say, well, if they had said this, if they had done that, if they had been like this for me, if they had taken responsibility, then I would not be this way, this way, that way. And I'd be right. But where I have to take my power back is recognizing the times where I was disrespectful, where I was aware that I was being intentionally hurtful, where I was aware that I knew that I was being emotionally manipulative. I have to take responsibility for those things because if I don't recognize my part in that, then one, once again, I'm always going to be waiting for someone else to do right by me before I take it upon myself to heal the parts of myself that are in the way of getting what I want. If I am having an unhealthy relationship with someone that I want to have a healthy relationship with, and I recognize that there are parts of me that have contributed to the lack of health within this connection, if I am working on that, one, it might inspire the other person to also take personal responsibility and work on that, or two, they may never take personal responsibility. But now I have learned. Now I won't repeat that in another relationship because I have learned. Maybe I recognize that in this relationship that this person has been very harmful to me, but now that I'm willing to take responsibility for the fact that I ignored every red flag, that I gave a an excuse for every time that they offended someone close to me, maybe they offended a fr- uh, another family member or they offended me, and when someone brought it to my attention, I made an excuse for that red flag. I have to take personal responsibility in how I played a role in that. I played a role in ignoring the red flag. I didn't cause the red flag to happen. I didn't cause the manipulation to happen. But by me ignoring the wisdom of those I trust, remember, you're not just listening to the wisdom of anybody, but the wisdom that I trust, and they're telling me, hey, this is a red flag. And I'm going, well, (laughs) so, (laughs) right? Then I have to be willing to accept whatever those consequences are. Cause I saw them, I was told that they were red flags and I ignored them. And listen, we all, we cannot, I'm not judging because I have done this my fair share. 
I am able to share this because I've done this, because I've made these mistakes. But I'm telling you that if you want to truly change your life and change your circumstances, you are going to have to take responsibility for the part that you play in either ignoring the reality and being, you know, completely irrational in what you're looking at. You have to take part Take responsibility for your part in the things that you have said or done or not done. Maybe you continue to kind of try to keep the peace by never standing up for anybody, never being an advocate. Well, then you you have to take the consequence that maybe as a result of that, people don't trust you and people leave you because they feel like, hey, this person never stands up for me. This person never says like, hey, that was wrong, you know, and now that friend is like, I don't want to hang out with you, man, because like... You know, when people treat me wrong, you kind of just don't say anything. You got to see your part in that. And I don't want you to beat yourself up for it because we all have our thing, right? We all have our, oh, I struggle with this and I struggle with that. And we have reasons for why we do it. Maybe at some point when you were growing up, learning to not be an advocate was what saved you. Maybe at some point when you were growing up, being the, you know, the goddess of war (laughs) saved you. But now it's preventing you from having the relationships, the love and the joy and the happiness that you desire in your life. So it's time for you to recognize your part and begin to work on healing that, okay? Maya Angelou has this quote that I love, and she says, when you know better, you do better. And in order for you to know better, you gotta learn, right? You gotta take this responsibility. So I know that I just, I mean, I spoke for 55 minutes. I didn't even take a sip of water. I, that was a channeled message, you guys. So I pray that this really inspired and empowered you to recognize how powerful you are at changing your life. I would love to hear from you guys on what you received from listening to this show. So find me over on Instagram at the Lexi Wilson. That's T-H-E-L-E-X-I. Don't forget the E. You got it, You got it, girl. W-I-L-S-O-N. But of course, the links are all going to be down in the description. You can also find me over on TikTok. I am rapidly growing over there. And I love, love, love being on TikTok. I feel like I can be a little bit more varied uh, in my content there. So please go and find me on TikTok as well at the Lexi Wilson. And like I said, all the links are down below. So you don't have to kind of do all the searching if that doesn't work for you. And also, like I said at the beginning of this, show. My birth chart readings are back and I'm so excited about them. So the links are also down below for booking a reading with me. And I hope that you stay real close because I have a lot of announcements coming up soon, especially to my Instagram stories, people. So make sure you jump on Instagram and find me there. I am so grateful that you took time out of your day to listen to this. And I am wishing you nothing but positive and good vibes. That's something my best friend, Kelly Espino, says all the time. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.